Thanks be to God for our third graders and the way that they have worked so hard to write scripture on their hearts. Please pray with me. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and recited and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. As Squire mentioned, I did a little digging in the archives to calculate how many Bibles this church has given to third graders since we started this tradition somewhere around the 1930s, and it is in fact 2,700, or the closest estimate I can come up with today. Eight or nine is a great age to begin memorizing scripture because this is the time when our brains are able to commit more complex things to memory. And to get, third, to get children ready for the third grade in preschool, in kindergarten, in first grade, and second grade, we share a core group of stories with them from the Old Testament and from Jesus' life in the New Testament using the godly pray, play approach. In the godly pray, play approach, we use a desert box filled with stand to tell the ancient stories of Genesis and Exodus. And the hope is that this tangible storytelling approach will allow these ancient texts to make a home in our souls. The stories told in the sand are about a people on the move, Abraham and Sarah and their extended family and their livestock who take off from the river valley for a new land. God journeys with them across the desert where Abraham hears God's promise under the stars. And then generations later, Abraham and Sarah's descendants are suffering in, under Pharaoh's rule in Egypt. God asks Moses to free the people, and so they escape through the Red Sea and into the wilderness. After Moses receives the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai, he gives the people a message from God. Their journey to a new land is far from over, but now they know God is with them and they are to be faithful. This covenant defines their relationship with God. It reminds the people who they are and whose they are. So friends, count with me how many times and places that Moses says to remember God's commands in this next scripture verse from Deuteronomy chapter six. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all of your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you in your heart. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign upon your hand, fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. How many did you count? I counted eight times and places to discuss God's word in the morning and at night, at home and away, by the town gate. People are on the move, not just on long journeys, but every day. Think of the places you go in just one day, school and work, soccer and scouts, the store and the coffee shop. We go lots of places. And perhaps, friends, you've heard it said that life is a journey. Usually, people say things like this to make sense of the ups and downs of life. 
It feels better to know that we are not the only ones who have to walk the path of difficult bosses or challenging teachers. We aren't the only ones who get sick or don't make the team. Nearly everyone celebrates birthdays and holidays and anniversaries, those wonderful times in life, and God is with us in the highs and the lows. And our job on the journey of life is to respond to God's presence with love and faithfulness. Maybe you've heard the song or the phrase, life is a highway. You might remember it from the song when it came out, like me, or maybe you heard it in the original version of the Disney movie, Cars. This is the most common of metaphors. Life is a journey, a trip, a trip or a trek. And I think that the Sunday school teachers who came up with a third grade Bible program nearly 90 years ago must have also thought that life was a journey. And so they made sure that children would be prepared for this trip of a lifetime with God by making a packing list. They want children in this church to know that God is with you wherever you go, whatever you do, and to remember God in every situation. So for generations, the third graders have learned the Ten Commandments, the 23rd Psalm, the Beatitudes, the Lord's Prayer, and Jesus' greatest commandment. The 1950s version of the packing list also included Psalm 100 and Psalm 19. Speaking of journeys, my family loves to hike. And a few years ago, we went to Arches National Park. We arrived at the Devil's Garden Primitive Trail early in the morning so that we would beat the heat and also be able to find a parking spot. Many, many signs remind you at this trail how important it is to have water in the desert. So we were sure to fill up our camelbacks and bring extra water bottles. The trail was made of this fine red sand that made me want to run my hand through it like I do in the desert box of the Sunday school stories. There's no shade. The sun was hot. And most people take the loop the other way, not the way that we were going. So we didn't see many other people when we were on the trail at first. There was just rock and sand as far as I could see. And I thought about these words that I used to tell the children the stories of Abraham and Sarah and Moses. People don't go into the desert unless they have to. My family was having a lovely time as we hiked, but suddenly we turned a corner and there was no more trail, just a rock fin, dead end. We tried to go around it. We went up a hill. We scrambled up some rocks, which I realized quickly was not the way because I wasn't sure how we would get back down. We were all turned around, not lost exactly, but not on the path either. So we went back to the place where we had lost the trail. We went back over a big X made out of sticks. That was the sign that we weren't on the trail. And by this point, my daughter wasn't feeling well. The heat had gotten to her, so I took some water and I put it on a bandana and put that on her neck to help her cool off. We sat in the shade of this dead-end rock as the day got hotter. I was starting to get a little worried, so I took an inventory of what I had in my backpack, a granola bar, a flashlight, a cell phone with no signal, and a foil emergency blanket. I said a little prayer. I don't remember exactly what words I used, but I was hoping that we would all be able to make it back at least the way we came, if not to go see the beautiful arches. And we sat there for what seemed like a very long time until we saw people walking down that dead-end rock. 
because we had missed this tiny little stone cairn that showed a little ledge where you could go around the rock fin. The path was right in front of us, not a dead end at all. So we found our way up this rock and then saw the amazing arches. But on this trip, I learned a very important lesson. Always be prepared on a hike in the wilderness. And I probably have improved my packing list since then. Life is a journey, and so in third grade, we pack our hearts full of scripture that we can use every day. When you memorize these words like you have third graders, you will always have them. To get ready for today, parents began reciting these words with their children in September. Kids said them when they woke up, and families said them at dinner. They probably said them in the car, and maybe while waiting for big brothers and sisters to get done with their games. And now, after all this hard work, these words will always be yours. You have packed your heart with God's word, third graders. And we want our spiritual backpacks to hold the essentials for wherever life takes us. So let me go quickly with you through the third grade Bible packing list using the actual pack that I took with me when I went to Arches National Park. So the backpack is your heart or your soul. It is where you carry these stories, stories and lessons deep within you throughout your life. The Ten Commandments, I think, are like gloves. I probably didn't need these in arches, but gloves are handy to have. Perhaps because Deuteronomy says, bind these commandments on your hands, we have found, as third grade Bible teachers, that one of the best ways to remember the commandments is with your fingers, right? Do you all remember this? If you hold up the number four, you see this finger is resting. Remember the Sabbath. So the Ten Commandments help us to protect ourselves and others, and pardon my pun, but they help us know how to handle ourselves. Now, the 23rd Psalm, I think, is like a warm jacket that, like God, protects you and brings you comfort. Psalm 23 can be recited when you feel afraid because it reminds you that God is the Good Shepherd who is always with you, who will always show you the way, who will seek you out if you get lost. Now the Beatitudes, this one was a tricky one, but Miss Greta helped me. Now, people ask Jesus what the kingdom of God was like, because it was, the way Jesus described it, it was unlike a place that anyone had ever been or visited, and so they just couldn't quite figure it out, because this king, God's kingdom, money and power and fame are not the most important things. The Beatitudes remind us that it is the poor in spirit, the meek, and the merciful, and the peacemakers who are blessed. And Jesus said, this kingdom is near, but it also feels a long way off sometimes for people on earth. So, Miss Greta helped me think of this, binoculars, right? So we can look and see that kingdom which is there, but not quite all the way here yet. Now, we all need snacks for hikes, right? Granola bar and water bottle, this represents the Lord's Prayer. These are the things that we need every day. We need food and water and prayer to sustain us. We pray, give us this day our daily bread. Jesus teaches us this prayer that we can use anytime, anywhere, every day. And finally, the greatest commandment. It's like a compass 
Compasses always show us the way to true north so that we can find our way. If we ever get confused when we don't know what the right decision is, where we don't know what to go, if, where we don't know where to go, the greatest commandment will point us in the right direction. Love God and love neighbor. If you do your best to do those two things, you will find yourself back on the path that God wants you to take. So that is my day pack hiking list for short hikes in the wilderness. But it's enough to hold the essentials, but not everything that we would need. There's still room in our hearts and our souls, which means that we can spend a whole lifetime learning scripture verses and the stories of Jesus' life so that we will, they will always be with us. So I want to give you third graders a little preview of ninth grade. We had confirmation last week. In ninth grade, you need a bigger backpack. Literally and metaphorically. So this is the backpack that I will, a 60 liter model, that I will take with us to Olympic National Park with the Wilderness Confirmation students in August for our five day trip. We can carry everything we need for all of those days and nights in the wilderness. A stove and fuel, food, sleeping bag, toilet paper, pocket Bible, tent, everything. You see, ninth graders carry those essential scriptures from third graders in their pack, but they also need tools to help interpret the Bible for themselves and time to reflect on what God's word and how God is a part of their own lives and experiences. Even after confirmation, we never finish putting these words and ideas and questions into our faith backpack. It is very stretchy, so that's good news. So let this Children's Day and the presentation of Bibles remind us always to love the Lord our God with all our heart and all our soul and our might as we keep God's commandments our whole life long. Third graders, I've tucked a little something in your Bibles today. To, as a reminder to read it, you'll flip through it and find my little note. Don't put your Bible on a shelf and forget about it. Read it, bring it to Sunday school, Look over the maps, put a tape flag in the parts that are important to you, and remember, our journey with God never ends. So now, third graders, I will call your names one by one. You can receive your Bible and then come stand on the chancel steps. Nicholas Adams. Congratulations, Nicholas. Oh, you get a permanent right there. Shake, Shake hand. hand. There you go. <laughs> Willow Burden. Congratulations, Nicholas. Charlotte Chafee. Avery Comstock. Caden Cook. Reed Goring. Sadie Maggio. Wells Mazer. John McClamrock. John 
George Newton. Pierce Norris, George Peterson, who is not here with us today, Declan Promer, Elise Richter, and Emily Worthington. So now, let us pray. Eternal God, we rejoice in this step on our third graders' journey with you. Guide them, their families, and this faith community to follow in Jesus' footsteps. Bless these holy Bibles to be used in their homes, church school classes, and in our worship. As we celebrate the third graders' accomplishment, help us to recommit to learning together the sacred words of Scripture. Grow in us all a love for your word. Amen.